What a perfect song that is for our theme this month of home. Building a place where everyone can belong and doing my part to be part of that connection of creating home. When we speak of home this month, we're not just thinking of it in the physical sense, but also in the spiritual sense, of course, of being at home in spirit, which then allows for us to be at home in the world. And today's topic is roots and wings. We'll be taking a look at what that means and how that applies to our daily lives and to our spiritual understanding and practice. It was 19th century social activist and um, uh, abolitionist Henry Ward Beecher who wrote, there are only two lasting bequests we can hope to give our children. One of them is roots, the other wings. And I remember hearing this idea of roots and wings when my, my daughter was young and she was this delightful child. And I thought to myself, well, I'm happy to give her roots, but I'm not so sure about those wings. It was a very selfish, self-centered thought of, because she was so delightful, I wanted that delight to be around me forever. But of course, this is not the way of things. As Khalil Gibran reminds us, your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, they belong not to you. You may give them your love, but not your thoughts, for they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls, for their souls dwell in the house of the infinite. You may strive to be like them, but seek not to make them like you, for life goes not backward, nor tarries with yesterday. You are the bows from which your children, as living arrows, are sent forth. Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah, and you know, this idea of being the bow that's sending something forth doesn't apply just to children. But you know, if you're mentoring somebody or, oh my gosh, even if uh, you're recently retired and, and you spent a lot of time, you know, doing something and now you're sending it forth, or the idea of your significant other. In fact, the Dalai Lama said, Give the ones you love wings to fly, roots to come back, and reasons to stay. Yeah, give the ones you love roots and wings. This has caused me to think about my relationships. Am I holding too tightly? Do I give others the space to take off, and as well as making a welcoming space for them to return? So let's take a look at exactly what we mean by roots and wings. And I have a secret to share with you, which is sometimes when I'm working on processing an idea or trying to understand something, I turn to, of all things, I turn to my body. 
for wisdom. So if you'll be so kind to join me in this little thought exper experiment, I would just like you to take a moment and go inside and take the word roots and see what happens if you actually embody that word roots. And then switch it up and take the word wings. What happens in your body when you think of wings? And one more time with those roots, maybe even roots growing out of your feet. What other words come to mind with the idea of roots? Maybe connection, nourishment, groundedness, roots. And if you happen to have your living everyday wisdom journal with you, you could even make a note of those words that came to mind when you were thinking about roots. Sometimes when people speak of roots, they're referring to lineage or heritage. And for a lot of us, for various reasons, we might not be too sure of our genetic heritage. But there are other kinds of heritage, there's other kinds of lineage besides family genetics. For example, if you've ever been in an anonymous group, you've probably had a sponsor, and your sponsor had a sponsor, and that sponsor had a sponsor. And if you were able to trace those sponsors back far enough, I have no doubt that you would find that your directly connected to the founder of the anonymous movement, Bill W. Another example, if you're studying something, taking a course or having private lessons or um, uh, 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 apprenticing in a craft, did you ever consider who your teacher's teacher is or their teacher for example, many of us here in the center consider our senior minister, Dr. Edward Filyoun, to be our main teacher of science of mind. But he didn't spring forth full-blown out of the earth with the science of mind philosophy totally embodied. Of course not. He had a teacher, Reverend Marlene. She's the one who grabbed his attention when he walked into the center in Southern California as a newbie. She was the one who inspired him and taught him. And she had a teacher who had a teacher. And about this time, we're probably working with one of those teachers who worked directly with Ernest Holmes. And Ernest Holmes had teachers. One in particular who inspired him was Emma Curtis Hopkins. And she'd been a student of Mary Baker Eddy, who had been a student of Phineas Parker Quinby. Now, you may or may not recognize these names, but the point is that I've just described a lineage of 200 years that leads directly to right where we are right now this moment, a heritage of people who have created and taught and preserved wisdom, which we are accessing right this moment. So that's one key aspect of having roots, being part of a lineage. And as you can see, we are all part of various lineages in various aspects of our lives. So here's the second aspect of roots. 
the transmission of values and guidelines for behavior. 20th century medical researcher Jonas Salk said, good parents give their children roots and wings, roots to know where home is, and wings to fly away and exercise what's been taught them. Any of us who have been parents have sometimes wondered if we're doing a good job or not, especially, you know, when our kids are teens, when we see our beloved, delightful child all of a sudden, seemingly all of a sudden, acting out and talking back and refusing to participate in family activities like helping around the house, one wonders as a parent, what did I do wrong? And yet, this is a very common experience, you hear from other parents when your kid visits them, you hear from them how delightful your kid is, how thoughtful they are, how helpful. It's a rather stunning experience. And it points to the fact that our children do take in our values and ethics, even if we can't see it. I've heard this from kids who have been in our youth ministry here, that even when they go off to college or whatever, they're busy leading their lives as young adults. They don't attend the, the center anymore. But yet they report that if they're going through something challenging, that an idea, a song, an affirmation, something that they got here as kids will rise up in their awareness and guide them and sustain them. Well, what if you didn't have a great parental root system? I have a friend who's in her 50s. She was adopted and she got the message as a kid that she was less than the other children. She spent time as a child and as an adult wishing that things had been different, that she could have the love she wanted. But also as a result of her childhood, she has spent time as an adult developing her self-confidence, developing her self-esteem, finding her spiritual grounding and her supportive community, doing her forgiveness work. And she recently had this revelation. She said, I realized I am happy to be the person I've become. I'm happy to be the person I've become. No longer regretting the past, I am happy to be the person I am now. So happy, in fact, that she was able to write her parents a thank you note for, as she put it, for providing the foundation for her to become the person she is now happy to be. They might not have provided her many skills and attitudes, but there was something from which she has now become the person she's happy to be. Her story made me realize that no matter what our experience of our family of origin was, we continue to develop our root system. 
we continued to find different lineages. We can continue to develop our values and ethical guidelines. And here's the third thing about roots. We continue to provide nurturance and support for ourselves and for each other. That's the third thing that roots provide, nurturance and support. I truly believe that any positive thing we share with others, an encouraging word, an act of kindness, an offer of support, I believe those things have a long-lasting positive effect. You yourself probably have a memory of someone offering you a hand when you needed it, or who just said the right thing in the right moment that has had a long-lasting positive effect, even if it was a chance meeting with a stranger. Am I right? Do you sometimes find yourself thinking something like, I wish I could find that person who said that thing to me in 2014 that that completely changed my day and my viewpoint. And I have no doubt that in the course of you leading your daily life, you have done the same thing for somebody else. You have provided them a sense of connection and nurturance. It's the way spirit works. If there's a question, there's an answer. If you need something, someone's there to offer it to you. If you have something to share, guaranteed someone's going to show up who needs just that thing. It's like a spiritual root system that connects and supports and nourishes us all, bringing us what we need when we need it. And it's the way that we offer roots to each other every day of our lives. Connection, sustenance, support. But perhaps the greatest thing about a spiritual root system is that we each have the capacity to expand and strengthen our own roots. Two questions I've been asking myself recently how are you currently nourishing yourself with spiritual food? Is there a way to increase your intake of spiritual substance? You know, this includes questions like asking ourselves, do I remember to ground myself when the day gets hectic, to go inside, to take a moment to center in spirit? Do I spend specific time each day, specific minutes in communion with that quiet part of myself? Just me, just you and spirit. Or rather, you bringing your attention to the truth that you are one with spirit. Are you taking advantage of the spiritual nourishment your spiritual community has to offer? either here or online, prayer from other people, midweek service, group study, meditation? Are you taking a regular weekly Sabbath, a day set aside, or maybe part of a day set aside specifically for rest, relaxation, rejuvenation, remembering 
who you truly are. These are all ways to strengthen our spiritual roots. And because you see, no matter what support you may or may not be offered by other people, it's important to know ourselves to be supported by spirit to ground ourselves in our identity with spirit, to recognize the ongoing love provided by spirit. Why is this important? Well, first of all, to better withstand any turmoil that might come our way. I'm thinking of how a tree with strong roots is better able to withstand a storm than a tree with shallow roots. I'm thinking of my own experience of the times life has thrown me a curve and how important it was to have developed spiritual roots and indeed to keep developing spiritual roots. And secondly, the stronger our roots, the more we can fly. At first, this may sound contradictory. I know for myself in that little thought experiment we did before where we checked in our body to see what was the physical feeling for roots and for wings, for me and maybe for you, there was a definite difference between a physical sense of being rooted in the ground and an uplifted sense of having wings to head skyward. So let's think for a moment about what wings are and even the sensation of having wings and see what other words come to mind when we think of wings. Perhaps taking off, exploring, adventure, expansion. A professional leadership coach named Penelope Maver gives us these definitions. She says, our roots are our connection with ourselves, others, and of our place in the world. Cultivating them gives us a sense of identity, of belonging, of coming home to who we are. Roots are the foundations which keep us grounded, connected, and contributing. They are the relationships with those we love and with the complex and supportive fabric which nourishes our inner core. Roots give us security and stability. Our wings give us the ability to reach out far and wide, expand our horizons, and venture into new territories. With them, we express our innate curiosity, our sense of adventure and exploration, and discover new ideas and opportunities. Wings are the means by which we allow our independence and initiative to flourish. Wings give us flexibility and freedom. So what's interesting to me is that even though these sound like opposites, I've observed that when we strengthen our groundedness and our sense of being rooted in ourselves in spirit, This is what allows us to be expansive, to explore, to go out into new territory. It seems that the stronger the base, the more powerful the launch can be. The greater the nurturance of the roots, the more sustenance for the flight of the wings. 
Think of people who have done something seemingly impossible. Ready examples. Martin Luther King Jr. dismantling segregation. Mahatma Gandhi ousting the British colonialists from India. Nelson Mandela leading the, to the end of apartheid in South Africa. How could these people have done these miraculous things without their roots in their authentic selves, in their community, and in their spiritual faith of the guaranteed support of something invisible yet all-powerful to sustain them? And we don't have to turn to such extraordinary examples to see how strong roots allow for a person to step out, to go beyond. For a couple of decades in my professional life, I gave workshops providing ways for business people to be more expressive and clear in their interpersonal communication. And one of the things we, do, we did in the workshop was we provided exercises in which people were asked to be overly expressive, Big body, big voice. Obviously, this was a stretch for these business people. It was not their normal way of communicating. It was an extraordinary thing to be so self-revealing and so expressive. So it was very important for me to first provide ways for people to become comfortable working together through discussions and gentle exercises to provide a way for them to know each other more personally, to experience their connection and support for each other, to create a comfortable community that then allowed the individual to take a risk, to rise to the demand of exploring a new way of being. Can you hear the roots and the wings? The roots giving rise to the, the wings. There's community connection and support on the one hand, encouraging individual risk-taking on the other. Here's a bit more wisdom from the business world. It's recognized that if people are trying to do something new, if they're working on a project, trying to create something new, there are five ingredients that need to be present for success. There has to be a vision that people need to have the necessary skills. There have to be incentives for the new thing to be done. There has to be the resources to support this thing being accomplished. And there has to be a how-to action plan. Vision, skills, incentives, resources, and action plan. And if any one of these things is missing, the project, this new thing, will either not take off, will falter, or will progress very slowly. What strikes me about these five things, vision, skills, incentives, resources, action plan. These are all root things. These are the kind of things that parents ideally provide their children so that they can successfully launch into life. Vision, skills, incentives, resources, action plan. For there to be wings... There needs to be 
roots. And of course, the most important root of all is being grounded in the faith, as Holmes put it, the unshakable conviction in an invisible agency which can and will respond to us. And by the way, not to worry if you don't have an unshakable conviction, Holmes assures us that faith is a mental attitude which can be cultivated. It can be consciously acquired. In my own words, what allows us to take off to find our highest current expression is the faith that there is something infinitely bigger than we are, yet immediately present right here, right now, all the time. This thing is guiding us, sustaining us, and making things happen in, through, and as us. Many of us here refer to this thing as spirit, so that we could say for each of us to fly, we need to be guided by spirit, Nurtured, guided by the light of spirit, nurtured by the love of spirit, sustained by the strength and power of spirit. 